This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. I found something interesting when looking for material for my usual weekend educational material that I upload here. That doesn't get a lot of views, but I still upload it because it's the most important thing I do. By accident, I discovered that Malachi Martin had weighed in on something that in the age of the internet has become possibly the most argued about and divisive part of the mystery of Fatima, that of Sister Lucia herself. You may not be aware, but there is at the very least circumstantial evidence that starting in the 1960s, the Vatican began presenting someone to the world as Sister Lucia, who was in fact not the Sister Lucia from Fatima, Portugal, an imposter Lucia. Some have said that this was confusion due to a misattribution in a photo of Sister Lucia with Pope Paul VI, though the same woman had been trotted out numerous times throughout the decades with Paul VI and John Paul II, and has always been presented as Sister Lucia. This may sound preposterous to some of you, and trust me, I understand. There are certain implications that come with such a theory, including insinuations about the various pontiffs of that era, including very popular ones. I get why some people wouldn't want to make that leap. But there's a problem. People argued about this theory without concrete scientific data or analysis to back up their position one way or another until fairly recently. In 2020, the Fatima movie hit theaters, a movie that I am, to put it mildly, not a fan of, since it offered a watered-down take on the Fatima message. But with that movie was supposed to be a documentary done by a secular studio on the question of Sister Lucia. They were going to present scientific analysis about her identity and the photo confusion therein. That film was weirdly never released, and no one ever really gave a reason why, to my knowledge. But over at the website Sister Lucy Truth, the proprietor of that website has had independent non-Catholic forensic experts look at the pictures of the two Sister Lucias. And do you know what they found? The two pictures are absolutely not of the same woman. There is no way, scientifically speaking, that they could be the same person. And that begs a lot of questions. The Sister Lucy Truth website has reports from not only photographic forensics experts, but dental analyses, facial recognition experts, plastic surgeons, pretty much any alternate theory about why Sister Lucy looks so different in her later pictures compared to her younger ones, that they brought in an expert to consult on all the various different things that you could come up with in any field imaginable. And every single time the report was the same. They're not the same person. In other words, there appears to be real evidence backing the claim that forces within the Vatican replaced Sister Lucia. Who would have done this and why? Well, the why is easy to clamp down on the Fatima message. To get people to believe that the Fatima message wasn't relevant for our times, to get them to forget about it. The various consecrations attempted by popes over the decades did the job. Sound familiar? There were even messages from Sister Lucia in her later years making it sound like heaven endorsed Vatican II and all that came with it. Very strange stuff. Which brings me back to Father Malachi Martin. There is a claim out there that he never said anything about the imposter Sister Lucia. Some very well-respected tra traditionalist websites say he didn't in their big databases where they have cataloged pretty much everything they think he ever said on pretty much every topic under the sun. But I actually know that's not true because I have a copy of this book right here, Fatima Priest by Father Nicholas Gruner. The introduction, the foreword to the book is written by Father Malachi Martin, and in it he explicitly talks a little bit about the fake Sister Lucia. The introduction is so short that I'll read the whole thing for you here in a moment. But here's the thing, it's not the only place he talked about a fake Sister Lucia. 
I have him on tape with his voice talking about her, and that will follow. But let's start with the introduction of Fatima Priest. Here's Malachi Martin in his own words in a book you can buy over on eBay and elsewhere about fake Sister Lucia. In the not-too-distant future, when the definitive history of the 20th century has been written, there surely will be universal agreement that the focal point of that century's drama and the key to its meaning for the comity of nations, as well as for the salvation of mankind, was an event that took place within the first 20 years of the century, but remained largely unnoticed by the generality of men and women, and willfully sidelined by many whose divine vocation it was to announce the advent of Mary's public reign in the history of nations. That keystone event was the miracle of the sun on October 13, 1917 at Fatima in Portugal. Many good and holy men and women have woven their destinies in with that miracle at Fatima, each one contributing their share of effort to make known the glories God intends should surround the name of Mary before the eyes of mankind. We do not know any single individual who has played such a vital role as Father Nicholas Gruner in fomenting the manifest will of God for the latter days of the human race. For in the last third of this century, there has been such a concerted effort not only to distort the meaning of that keystone event of 1917, but to nullify a divine mandate on which depended the physical safety of millions and the eternal salvation of, men, of more millions. The sole surviving person chosen by the Virgin as a special witness of the miracle and the interpreter of its meaning, the 91-year-old Sister Lucia, has been, has been suppressed, maligned, misquoted. She has had bogus letters forged in her name, and we suspect on at least one occasion, a bogus Sister Lucia has impersonated the real and living Sister Lucia. Again, all this disrespect for the Queen of Heaven and neglect of her mandate, Father Gruner has been the foremost champion. He keeps on reminding everyone, Pope, Cardinals, Bishops, Priests, lay people, that the Church in its Pope and Bishops has not obeyed the commands of Our Lady. Church authorities have not consecrated the country so dear to her, to her Immaculate Heart. Hence, the agony of the Church in the world continues. Father Gruner, the Fatima priest, will not allow any of us to forget what we neglected to do in 1960, perform the consecration of that country, and re and reveal the near-future chastisements which God is about to unleash on a sinful humanity and on Christians whose faith has grown tepid. Father Gruner has suffered ecclesiastical ostracism and persecution by calumnies and slanders by physical bodily harm. Yet no power on earth has made him abandon his vocation as the premier champion of Fatima. This book is a partial chronicle of Father Gruner's story. It should be obligatory reading for all bishops and priests. I highly recommend you get a copy of this book if you can find one. It sold like 150,000 copies back in the mid-1990s when it was released, but it since largely disappeared from the traditional Catholic conscience. Lots of copies are out there online for sale, so get one if you can find one. I didn't have the words on the screen for that reading like I usually do, simply because, like I showed you, I have a physical copy of that book, not an electronic one. So go find one if you can. But this topic gets better and weirder. I've long told people to listen to the 12 or 15 hours or whatever it is of interviews Bernard Jansen did with Malachi Martin back in the 1990s, and how they are vastly superior to the talks he gave to Art Bell in every way imaginable. I asked a knowledgeable listener who has cataloged everything Father Martin said about Fatima if they knew to their knowledge if he said anything about a fake Sister Lucia. And they pointed me to the following excerpt from Bernard Jansen's talk with Malachi Martin. Now, I've written permission somewhere in my records from Mr. Jansen to use the occasional clip from his interviews in videos like the one you're seeing here. 
So while you can find these interviews online to listen to, I do recommend buying copies from Mr. Jansen's organization directly, since you never know if they'll get removed, those, uh, the, the uploaded versions on YouTube will get, or get removed from YouTube. So here's Malachi Martin on the Sister Lucia question. Now, I would like to uh, pick up again a topic that earlier we had said we would discuss, and that's uh, the topic of Fatima. Uh -huh. There seems to be an especially strong opposition to the uh, message of Fatima. Uh, Why? Because it is the best warning we have had of what's coming. Um, Our Lady did reveal in Fatima to the three children and therefore to us the Pope and to the whole Christian nation, to everybody who would listen, she did reveal that God is going to chastise the world and that it can't go on getting more and more pagan and more and more uh, uh, irreligious. And Fatima is the, is, the, is the record of that. And the third secret is the record of that. That John the Twenty-Third, good Pope John, was supposed to reveal in 1960. He, for unworthy motives, decided not to. He decided to disobey Our Lady. God help him. God help him. Because how did he face her and her son when he died? How did he explain himself? Having disobeyed them, they gave him a mandate and he refused. And it was a mandate, it was an either or mandate. Our Lady said, if this isn't done, there will be great trouble, there will be chastisements. That's either. Or either you do it, or there's going to be great punishment. He didn't do it, and therefore we're in the or, as they say now, we're in the, uh, the alternative. And we're heading for trouble and chastisement. We know that now. Even the present Pope admits that. They all admit it. And Cardinal Ratzinger admits it. And everybody who's read the Third Secret and who knows Lucia knows that. But at the same time, look at the power of Satan. Since then, he has successfully, through the Pope, through the Vatican, he has suppressed Sister Lucia. They've published forged letters in her name. They've made her say things she didn't want to say. They put statements on her lips that she never made. Uh, and they have forbidden her to be seen by people. And they've forbidden uh, for parades of Our Lady of Fatima statue in various cities in the world. So when we read that Sister Lucy has said this and this and that, because we can't necessarily believe it. Not now. Not now. We know that lies have been published in her name. And she is now, she's now in Purda, as we say in uh, India. She's now suppressed and kept utterly under wraps. Uh, and... But Christ will deal with it all in his own time. But in the meantime, she's suffering because she knows the truth. She knows it's going to happen. And she's not allowed to talk about it. She's not allowed to tell people. And people are not allowed to know about it. And they're told it's all, it's all myth and uh, it's all false and it doesn't matter. And then the day it happens, what are they going to do? What are they going to say? What are they going to say in about three or four years' time? Who are the people that are working so hard to suppress uh, Fatima? A bunch, a whole bunch of Catholic prelates in Rome who belong to Satan, the servants of Satan, and the servants of Satan outside the church in various organizations that want to destroy the Catholicism of the church and keep it as a stabilizing factor in human affairs. It's an alliance, a dirty alliance, a filthy alliance, but it's a very good alliance. And look what it has done so far. It has suppressed all mention of Fatima, kept it out of the news. It, anything like anything about the other big revelations like Garabandal or Akita in Japan or Batania in Venezuela or uh, Naju in South Korea. Who knows about them any longer? And these are marvelous revelations of God's goodness and of Christ's will and of the coming chastisement. And it's so hard to get the news through because the church will not publish it. And it seems like any priest that tries to promote it runs into all kinds of opposition. He's fired. 
his some of the 42 priests I was telling you about that are now I'm trying to help were those who promoted these things and they were called by the bishop who said either stop this or next Monday be gone and they were gone they were gone so there is this animus and of course but let's be awfully frank the devil Satan hates but he must hate the mother and the child more than anything in the wide world because that was his undoing they are his undoing and he can't be reconciled with them he can never be in heaven with them he never saw them in heaven he has been condemned and he is lost and he wants to take as many people with him as he can and he's an angel and he's totally dependent on Christ because he only knows what Christ allows him to know and he does what allows Christ allows him to do uh, so he hates them and the mark of Satan is hate. I'd like to do a deeper dive into this question, but the way I'd like to do it would be to interview the investigators behind the question itself. The people running Sister Lucy Truth, for example. I have an idea on how to do that without having to filter things. See, Return to Tradition actually has a small presence on Rumble as a backup. I've been thinking about doing some long-form interviews and putting them up on that website, and then having a short clip or two here on YouTube for that purpose. This would be a great topic to cover in that freer space over there and then advertising over here on YouTube in about a 10 or 12 minute clip of it, along with some other touchy topics with some other well-known Catholic figures. Let me know what you think about the idea in the comments, please, and if you would watch those interviews on that other site if I did do them and upload them in that way. Personally, my only thought on this is, really, is that the most likely culprit for trying to pull off suppression of some kind of Sister Lucia would have been the St. Gallen group. We know from the various interviews that James Grine has given that Ted McCarrick was visiting St. Gallen, Switzerland in the 1950s. We know that they and their allies would eventually have such influence in the internal bureaucratic workings of the Vatican that Benedict XVI, as a pope, was left in isolation, with his mail being filtered before it ever reached him. He said that to uh, John Venari when he visited him back in like 2005 or 2008. Malachi Martin in Winswept House hints at this with his John Paul II in the novel becoming a globe-trotting pope so that the St. Gallen group couldn't keep him silent. All that is at best circumstantial evidence, I know. But I'm curious, what do you think about this topic? Should I dive deeper into it? Let me know in the comments, please, especially what you thought about Malachi Martin's words here on the subject. Like and subscribe if you haven't, it really does help. Sharing this on social media helps enormously too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.